3: Welcome back to Hour Two on a Thursday. Steve Simple, Jake Sorenson in an early break. Bill Bush out today and tomorrow. He is in Pender, getting ready for the big celebration this weekend. The cruise tomorrow night. The big event Saturday. Top down. The band in town. Check out Pender, the place to be this weekend. But uh, Hour Two is sponsored by Midwest Bank Member FDIC, located at 27th and Jamie Lane in Lincoln. New location coming to 70th and Pioneers by the end of the year. Midwest Bank Member FDIC. Bill Bush is out, but guess who's in his spot for the 7 o'clock hour? Our good friend from Nebraska 24-7 Sports, Mike Schaefer. Schaefer, good to see you, man.
4: Welcome. How
3: are we doing? Good. We have a problem. We have a problem. What's the problem? Before the break, I teased to our listeners that when we come back, top of the hour, Mike Schaefer and his dog, Slider, will be here. Slider is not here.
5: Slider is not here. Yeah, you you should have checked. You could have like fired off a you text. You told me this yesterday morning. he'd be here. Instead of firing off Fred Hoiberg tweets, you could have fired <laughs> wow. off a text. Uh, no, so <laughs> Slider. The, the story what behind my this? favorite references it's, it's by it's the way. Just these
3: three people get that one. <laughs> right. That's okay. I'm it's I'm good. fine with that. <laughs> I don't very, I don't really very, want them to
5: leave. This. I'm perfectly show. fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> So you you asked me yesterday and yesterday was one of uh slider's lowest moments in a while. Whoa, what happened? So he has been getting on furniture, uh which is something that he's not allowed to do. Mm. Um but you know, he's eight and he he owns his own kingdom, whatever. <laughs> Here's the problem. We we bought this house last year. Mm-hmm. With this house, we bought some new furniture. Uh-huh. In that furniture we bought a relatively expensive couch, okay? Relatively expensive couch sits upstairs. Slider, no one would care if he went downstairs to inexpensive couch, to old couch, the couch from previous house, to the couch that like we would get rid of if we had any money, but we don't. So if he had chosen that couch... <laughs> right, right. Everything would be fine, but instead he likes the expensive couch because of course he does. Why not? It's an expensive couch, you know. Yes, yes, good taste. So my wife, in the last month or so, has increasingly attempted to thwart Slider from getting on the couch, Uh which means using the kitchen chairs to try to block access to it. (laughs) We have these. We have these TV trays that she was like putting down it's a sectional yeah. we have these tv trays that she's putting down across the sectional so like if he tries to lay down it would be uncomfortable she talked about that's, getting is interesting
4: decor yeah so <laughs> i
5: i had to buy bird spikes because of the nesting that was happening underneath of our our deck yeah. and there was leftover bird spikes and she was threatening to tie those to the tv trays to to and I was like, that might be a bridge too far. Like what if he you know, we don't want him to come back and he's in pale. You know, <laughs> oh, gee, so Christmas. Yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't get to that. But anyways, this whole thing has been set up. I go to Walmart uh, to to get groceries and stuff yesterday morning. I'm gone for about forty five minutes. I come back, Slider has torn a hole in the couch because he had been attempting and successfully uh, jumping over the back of it to just avoid everything that had been stationed. <laughs> Smart in front of dog. Him. Yeah, I mean he is. <laughs> very and intelligent. So, and clearly his there. willpower is such that he sees something he wants and yep. he's gonna go get it. Yep. Uh he had either snagged and ripped open the couch oh. or I guess I don't know, like just leaning up against it just tore it open. This just but.
4: sounds like a some degree so of stress. He at this
5: basically he just gets separation anxiety is what it is. And normally it's fine, but in 2021, it was horrible. You destroyed a different couch. Entirely different method on that one. Um, and that was basically kind of like, oh, we had to go to take them to the vet. We got them on some medication, yeah, you know, yeah. et cetera. Pretty much been fine up until yesterday. So it was like, all right, you kind of lost your stay out of the house out of the kennel privileges had so to go get a, a kennel had to go get a different kennel because we didn't bring oh, the other one from when we moved uh, that's, that's so she's currently he's in currently a in a 40 inch kennel
4: so yeah. when you guys leave he goes into the kennel yeah yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. otherwise if i'm home he's out yeah. you know but we he just you can't trust him and i i don't want to do the whole just shut him in a room thing either right, right. so the kennel at least like protects him from He freaks out. Schaefer
3: told me he texted me. It was was the most expensive
5: grocery trip he's ever had yesterday because of what
3: happened. So what do you do with the
5: couch now? Uh, We looked. It is. We did have a protection plan on it. Okay. Shelby filed a claim yesterday. (laughs) I don't. I don't know what that means. Like I don't know. Did they send somebody over to to like (laughs) patch this thing up? Fix the couch. She took issue with me because when I informed her, because as a good husband, you know things are going to go very bad. You just get the bad news out of the way right away. So I informed her, and I told her it was a small tear. She came back and determined that my, my choice of small was the wrong word choice.
4: That sounds stressful to me. So, yeah, it was not a great day. Yes. <laughs> no, that sounds so stressful. So that is why Slider so was almost couch. here
5: because I was not going to leave him alone. We
3: were looking forward and, to uh, seeing Slider. Yeah. He's always smiling. Well, he's a smiley yeah, dog. Yeah, he's yeah. dog. a beautiful golden retriever. Golden
5: retriever,
4: wonderful dog, beautiful
5: uh, yeah, like, uh, dog. He's an okay dog. Right he's right regal. He's regal.
4: He is regal. Coming
5: yeah. into the week, he was wonderful. Now he's moved down to okay, but he's, he's a, a nice
4: enough, people. kind enough dog that you can bring him into a studio. Yeah, oh, he would love. He's right here. He's been here a few times. He likes it. He likes getting we, we both have eight-year-old dogs. I like that. Yeah, yeah. they're the, sort of the prime of their lives.
5: Well, yeah, but you would think that they've kind of like they should be, you know, steadily enjoying their their peak ages here instead of tearing stuff up.
4: Yeah. Well, <laughs> y- you have mishaps with dogs. Yeah. Life, sure. happens Life happens. Life so. happens. Life happens. Happen. Yeah. happen.
5: Life like, exists on trust, and Slider lost uh, lost uh, yes. the, some trust from, from He uh, did. A, I don't know how Brand exactly he'll hold her back. Well, I'm pretty sure I thought that Shelby was going to come home and just like make a free sign, hang it on him, set him out front of the house. Free dog, (laughs) take this dog, please, off of our hands.
4: it's a, a, a level day. of insensitivity that concerns me with that. But, uh,
3: <laughs> just, frustration happens.
4: Yes. You know, frustration happens. Uh, thank you for that story. So yeah, we know
3: why you. Slider's not here. We, we wish he was here, but we understand. We've this had some... Safely.
5: <laughs> I should have put I should have put the show on next to him so he could hear us.
4: Yes. He'd no anxiety it. at all. We've had, we had a couple of no mishaps today. J- Jake referred to the Isley Brothers as the Isley Brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's
3: spelled I-S-L-E-Y. <laughs> Would you have
4: known that? Now, you guys are the same age.
5: Uh... Yes, but because I think of it's been a trivia um, answer a few different times, so I've heard it enough. There's
3: no way I would have said that. I would because I would have got it wrong then. I would have said it wrong if it was trivia. Yeah. Well,
5: so this trivia, you're oh, just writing good. it, and then oh, the guys okay. reading the answer. No, so not, if you not you, you not would have given so the correct you. form. If, if Bill were here, that would have been a major he fiasco. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> might, f- might left the. Room. It would have been a fiasco. He might have left the room. <laughs> Bill does not suffer anyone's mistakes. No, <laughs> I I have learned that he you have to. Lie. Not.
4: He does not. You. If That's you're a good say point. Something. Yeah.
5: You have to have it phrased exact. Because if you if you try to like you know halfway do it. He's going to catch it. He'll
4: give you the double take.
5: And not only is he going to catch it, he's not going to let it slide. Nope. Oh, no. He would oh, no. not he's let gonna, that He's going to point it out. I, I it's wish. been an ongoing thing for
3: years with that. He's like, hey, Jake, how's it going to the Isley brothers tonight <laughs> in concert? At, at any rate. Yeah. All right, and let's it, talk some football. Uh, it's been a busy week, Schaefer, for Nebraska and commits. Uh, they get Landon Davidson from Colorado uh, a couple of days ago, re- uh, a big offensive lineman, but they've had
5: some guys over the weekend also. they reeling in guys. Yeah, can you name in? how many people they've gotten commitments no, from? I
3: can't.
4: I can't help I, because I got it in front of me. So who who are we talk about? Well, they got Daniel Kalen. Uh, sure, that, that was
5: that was not that recently. No, that better. was last month. That was right. last. Braylon month. Prude. Okay. Yep. That was that started everything on Sunday.
4: Perlin, Texas. Landon Davidson. Jake mentioned Evan Taylor. Yep. Jake Peters. Yep. Callan
5: Barta. Okay. You got all five of them. Yeah. And kind
4: cookish, kind
5: of. Uh, yep. Yeah. Because he was about a week ago. Yeah. yeah.
4: So yeah, they, they have. They have been on a heater, and you expect it to continue.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that they're probably, especially coming into this visit weekend here, the 23rd through the 25th, I think they've got a few guys that are close uh, that maybe you can kind of push from close to committed. Um, and so I think, you know, we're probably looking at another handful of commitments over the next week or so, <laughs> nice. and then you're going to slide into July, and potentially, I mean, if you get anywhere from – four to six commitments. I mean, you're talking about having nearly 20 of your guys in the boat before the start of the season, is which is an want. ideal number. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's honestly one of the things that Nebraska has not been able to right. do is work far enough ahead to allow them to really go after the next class. And so if, if they can get to the point where they're at 20 commits and then maybe they're only taking 22 to 25 high school guys in total, um, leaving some spots open for some transfer portal players and you don't have as much to do. In the regular season, which means then you got to focus on what ultimately you're here to do, which is win football.
4: Jake and I were talking in the first hour. How would it change your perception of the class or your
5: opinion of the class
4: if Nebraska were to nail down Carter Nelson, Isaiah McMorris, and Davon Hall? Which is they have a chance to do.
5: Right. It would give them. um, It would give them some star power that the. it, and then it also, I think, would certainly uh, make people feel better about what happens in state in terms of recruiting because you're talking about three of your higher-end guys, and then you're talking about a Bell West school where everyone has just written off Nebraska's ability to recruit there for whatever reason. Because a lot of people have said Huffman's not a Nebraska Yeah, fan. which is hilarious right. because if you've, you've talked to him, yeah. I've talked to him, yeah. that guy, you know, everyone bleeds red. Like, that's the color of your blood. Right. That's just kind of how that works. (laughs) Thank you, Schaefer. This guy is all in. He's all in on Nebraska. He is. He has a Husker chair in his office. He has been regardless of who the coach is. Yeah. You know, whether it was Bo, whether it was Mike Riley, whether it was Scott Frost, or whether, you know, I I think there's different relationships with all of them, but he certainly has always felt strongly about Nebraska. And so the idea that Bell West is not – as uh, a school that Nebraska would struggle to go into and have success was always kind of ridiculous. They missed out on on Caden Helms and Mike O'Reilly, and people just went nuts over that.
4: Are we talking about the lack of D-linemen in this Johnson class too.
5: enough? Um, no, I read about that yesterday. I read about did. Which, okay. which positions sort of stand out to me as Nebraska still has work to do with yes. this class.
4: And what do you say about the D-line? Defensive line is sort of
5: um, interesting because – Carlin Jones is the only one they brought in for an official visit. They had a couple guys that were slated to potentially come in this weekend that ended up committing before this weekend even gets here, which gets into a whole discussion about how you choose to build your official visits and mm-hmm. why having your biggest weekend right before the end of the cycle is sometimes dangerous because you miss out on your opportunity to host anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I think there's definitely some concern there. It is tempered by this fact. What? You look back at what they did in the 23 class, mm-hmm. they brought in a lot of defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So they do have a lot of work to do to figure out what these guys are, where they're going to play. Because you're talking about, you know, we already know about Cam Lenhart and Prince Will. They yes. were here. But we're also talking about Vincent Carroll Jackson, who they like a lot. He's only had a year or two of playing football. He's a kid from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, Riley Van Poppel, who Big. I think is going to be an absolute – Great player in this program. And those are big um,
4: Interior type.
5: Yeah, and then uh, you have um, Jason Machachok.
4: Yep, big. Who,
5: he's going to be another guy uh, for you on that defensive line. And so I, I just think uh, there's there's someone I'm forgetting. There's always someone I'm forgetting. No, but, I know. Um, so it's, you look at what they brought in last year. They brought in enough guys where they don't have to go out and take four defensive linemen, but you'd like to have two. A couple, yeah. Oh, um, Sue Fotu. Yes. Uh, the defensive tackle that we yes, never yes, talk yes. about yeah. yes yes well, yes i
4: like him on film yeah. by the way
5: well i like him because of his body type is not something that tony Tuioti was ever really able like they didn't stash enough guys that can be your nose guard like and that's one of the things that i'm very curious if they're able to do that better uh with terrence knighton um than they did with with Tuioti and with mike dawson they really struggled to get those guys that could fill what Damian Daniels did for you. Right. They had Damian Daniels in 2021. Right. Then what? Then they haven't had that. Before well, Nash,
4: was... they want Nash to be like that. And maybe he can get there. Right. And so
5: Nash is just now getting into the point where Damian Daniels was. So yep. maybe that, that maybe rise guy is guy coming. And, yeah. um, but they just, they really did not backfill that, no. that middle spot. They really well. didn't. And so, and you got guys like Ruquan Buckley and others that you want to learn more about. Um, but I, I think... I would like to see them, I, and I don't think they lead for Carlin Jones either. So then the question becomes: Okay, if that's the one defensive lineman you had in, like this feels like it's a position where you're kind of starting over.
4: No, but you did a good job there of of they, they don't have tempering to, any. You're maybe issue.
5: taking two to three defensive linemen. Yeah, you but might the fact know you only that you need don't to. have one lined up right now is sort of the concern. Mm.
3: Uh, of the last week of commitments, again, Landon Davidson, the most recent one on Tuesday. W- which of those is the most intriguing to
5: you? So a lot of them were guys that sort of were on the radar but didn't get their offer until they camped at Nebraska. So this staff got their eyes on them and was able to work with them, could see if they're coachable, all of that. The one that doesn't fit that bill is the one that's probably most interesting to me, and that's Evan Taylor. That was someone that they went out and identified in the spring. They like his size. He's 6'3", 180 pounds. He believes that he can play corner um, with the best of them. Some teams were recruiting him as a wide receiver. So he's one of those guys, like, I mean, I, I'm not trying to say he's Stanley Jean Baptiste, but he has that sort of body type, and he has that kind of background where he's a wide receiver that, you know, is just now really getting into the intricacies of playing defensive back. Uh, and so I, I don't know you know you're you're betting on Evan Cooper's ability to teach him the position because we're talking about again a raw athlete, but you're also betting on six foot three one hundred and eighty pounds you put some weight on there you get that long arms you play some press coverage he he does have the ability to run I mean so the the hips are always the biggest thing when you're talking about cover guys, and so I think that they feel he's fluid enough and he's someone that I think you you got out of a place in North carolina i mean i I was struggling. Do you know the last scholarship guy out of North Carolina? Kurt
4: Dukes and Brandon Greeson. Yeah. I mean, Jeez. so we're we well, You're going to way that. back. Early we when I was in you're high go- school. You're going way back. I mean, that's early two thousand. Early 2000s. Early yeah. 2000s. Right. So,
5: that, I mean, I was sitting there, and I was like, I don't have a name. Dude. I has happened then, in the, the 11 years that I've been covering
4: it. I do remember – well, everybody – well, not everybody, but Kurt Dukes was a quarterback.
5: Oh, yeah. No, he was a big deal.
4: I do remember Greeson. He never panned out. Mm. Brandon Greeson, I don't think he panned out. I don't know that he ever started a game here might have played in some games. Dukes didn't pan out. Dukes didn't pan out. Dukes, there they was that story. Out. They wanted, they needed Dukes. They needed Dukes, and he told him he wasn't ready, and mm-hmm. that was a problem. That was a big problem. He he. T- they needed him. Somebody went down. I can't remember exactly the, all the circumstances, but Duke, they went to Dukes, so we need you this week, and he said, I'm not ready. That was a red was flag. Was that the – That was mm, a red flag. Jake, that? that was a red flag.
5: They played an FCS team in like the middle of September. Yeah, and I, I feel know. like that was the game in which he – played in a little bit
4: maybe now see forgive me listeners we're going back 20 well, plus yeah, years I mean, I mean i can't remember it's all also
5: sort of an obscure backup quarterback right. that had one and a half years in the program right. before leaving but i just
4: remember there was a point where they needed him they went to him and said we need you this weekend and he said i'm not ready yeah. and then that was a problem i mean it right right it's right be well yeah i mean yeah
3: and he went to duke after that yeah he went to Duke. Kurt Duke's went to duke I
4: think he's a a doctor you mentioned Stanley Jean Baptiste what a reference
5: well, so when you're talking about a guy that's six foot three, long, kind oh of windy, yeah, oh yeah, and he's a wide receiver yeah, background, yeah. like that's who I'm gonna go to. Yeah, and that was 2000. Not, I don't want to say that Evan Taylor is that guy, but no, that was
4: 2013? 2013. 2013. Yeah. That's a back away. Hey, second
5: round pick, Stanley. Gino oh yeah. Baptiste. Oh, he was it's good. He, he could, could play. Was really good. Yeah, he could play. I mean, he took away a side of the field for that defense. The, yeah, was He was a second round pick. pick. He didn't pan out in the NFL for the Saints, but I mean, teams were very interested.
4: Yeah. That was back when Nebraska was always always. It seems like they always had really good secondaries, right? Always had really good corners. I mean, that was the thing always you would had say draft for picks.
5: you would say for Bo's teams, his, his safeties and his corners. Maybe up until the very even then, you had Nate Gary. I mean, who turned out to be a pretty mm-hmm. good player. Uh, those secondaries usually had NFL guys. Already.
4: What would you like to do right now for Nebraska? Say, man, Nebraska's a team that's always good up front. We haven't been able to nope. say that for a long time.
5: What position would you even say over the last decade that you could guarantee for Nebraska? Because the thing that's last wild, to me, The thing that is wild to me, you don't. You know, you growing up, there are certain hallmarks of Nebraska football: the running back or eye back, yeah, special teams, yeah, and offensive line play. Yeah. <laughs> Three areas where Nebraska has been outright bad in the last six to seven years, yep. running backs, offensive line play, special teams. Yep. And then when I was really young, I mean, you were talking about great defenses, great linebackers, mm-hmm. and then I would say up until the end of, of Jared Crick and in that area, you were usually talking about great defensive linemen, mm-hmm. and that feels like that's cut special off. Special
4: teams came around a little bit. In the yeah. last year, two years. Right. Running back wasn't the terrible or, last right. year. The running back looks like it's coming back a little bit, but not not like what. I don't know what, what to you're...
5: make of the running backs that are already on campus. I don't know what to make of the fact that they haven't had an official visitor that's a running back yet. Uh, Kewan Lacy is coming in this weekend. Hunter Andrews is supposed to come in uh, later in the fall. Um, but it's it's odd to me. Like, this is a place that should be able to go out and get a four-star running back every year. In my mind. Yeah. And they haven't. And not only Uh, have they not, like, they really haven't had anyone sort of pop for them in the last handful of years either. You get good moments from Ramir Johnson and Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant, yeah. good moments. And then you get spring moments from Gabe Irvin, who needs to turn those into fall moments to get people like me to actually believe in
4: them. I got you. Now...
3: They, they had the spurt from AJ Allen who's now not with the program anymore but he they had a spurt there I think before they the injury. kind of did but before man the injury. If, if
4: you listen to Rule he didn't really regard that as a spurt mm-hmm. i mean he regards Allen as a four string runner i guy.
5: i think very wow. strongly that if you're not in the program you're not of interest to Matt Rule Probably. like i i mean it's not that he wouldn't say good things about the people leaving but it's just like what does it matter to him like he's focused on as he told us He's focused on the guys that are here that want to be here.
4: Yeah, but Yeah, but this I would just say this staff was not as enamored with mm-hmm. A.J. Allen as we were. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Well,
5: and that could just be coming off of injury. Who knows?
4: Well, I think it was some of that. Yeah. Uh,
5: absolutely.
4: Um, but he's off to Miami. If you have any
5: questions
0: for
3: Mike Schaefer – yes, Miami. For Mike Schaefer, please uh, text us, 402-464-5685. More next on Early Break on the Ticket. Yeah.